Good afternoon. Welcome inside the ESPN UP studio, Marquette, Michigan. And we are delighted to have the sports pen on a Friday afternoon. The work week is over. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Steeg of the Mining Journal. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about Thursday night football and the shootout last night. Uh, plenty to talk about coming up tonight, and then we'll have more on it tomorrow morning. Uh, we get to talk about how everything went down in the high school scene, how everything probably went down like it wasn't supposed to, maybe in some coaches' eyes, but it's been a topsy-turvy week. Uh, I should say whole season here up in the UP as far as how sports are supposed to go, uh, football in general. It seems like the high school season has had its share of surprises, and then even in the NFL, I mean, who would have thought the season would have played out the way it did? Yeah, football's kind of a, a, you're a little mind-boggled on uh, what's going on in football right now. If you look at high school, um, there's teams that are, you know, you thought would be good, or perhaps even better than you mm-hmm. originally thought. You look at Ishming, I thought they'd be a playoff team. Right now they're undefeated, could earn a playoff spot tonight. You have, you know, Westwood is still in the hunt. Um, I didn't, I didn't think they'd be at this point. I thought they'd maybe be five and all, maybe four and one at this point. So I think maybe with injuries, that's hurting them a little bit. But you know, I'll still have a very realistic shot of getting in still. And then you have Gwyn, which is off to a great start, but then now they're getting hit hard with injuries, and that killed them last year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, those guys can recover. And then, you know, get healthy again because, you know, Gwen was looking really sharp. They were undefeated and uh, two more wins and they're in. So hopefully that'll happen too. Um, but uh, then you got the NFL, which is almost, have we reached a point where it's really hard to predict yes, what's going to happen? Very much so. Because you'll see teams, um, I was actually talking to Ryan Marine, former host a little while ago, and he and we were talking about how there's always like, one game each year that the teams that are Super Bowl contenders just look really bad in, mm-hmm. and you wonder where that came from, but it it happens every year. I mean, you, the Vikes were a legit Super Bowl contender. I think if they there's still a shot that they could be, they mm-hmm. need to tweak some things, but they looked so bad against the Bills. I, I picked against them last night in our work mm-hmm. pool. I thought the Rams would win, and it was actually a fun game. It was. I mean, if you love offense, mm-hmm. that was a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, they still got some things to fix. Uh, you know, O line is shaky, not as good as it should be. You have the defense. Poor Anthony Barr. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good linebacker, but you can't him have him cover the fast guy. No. <laughs> No. I mean, they're just blazing past him. He's good in coverage, but when you guy who can run like a four-four is going up against a linebacker, he's going to find some openings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even as good as that linebacker is, it's just it was just a mess. And offensively, the Vikes look good. Yep, you know they, they showed it last night. But defense, there's a, a lot of holes. Secondary is tripping over itself now the rams are good mm-hmm. they're a, they're a good team they're a legit super bowl team they are and but mm-hmm. if the vikes need to be able to compete with that on defense and it just wasn't there last night um but uh i was definitely impressed i thought i had the rams on my tier of four or five teams that could win a super bowl mm-hmm. i'd i'd put them maybe in the top two right now mm-hmm. they're just they're they're clicking. Who's up there with them? You know, I not New England. No, no, no. And I, I know, it's, I know. People are like, how can you not pick? I, I'm not. They're feeling one and two. It. They're one and two. Yeah. They're not 
the the world beaters that Mm-mm. they tend to be. And I know they'll get it together. They're they gonna will. make the they're gonna point. make the playoffs. It's just how good they are. But mm-hmm. as far as you know, this team's gonna be in the Super Bowl. I don't see it. No. Um, Kansas City mm-hmm. weirdly. <laughs> looks like they're the team to beat in the AFC. Now the question will is will Andy Reid Andy Reid himself mm-hmm. in the playoffs? And he always does that. And I don't know how a man can beat himself <laughs> in the postseason. He does, though. It's like it's every year. It's it's his own. He's his own worst enemy. And I think the Chiefs are going to make it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're going to win the West. The question is where they're going to go from that point mm-hmm. because you're thinking, oh, I mean, I was thinking this, well, like when the Chiefs throttled the Patriots mm-hmm. in their first game and you're just like, oh, you know, this team is legit. And then they don't do anything. No. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, I would say Kansas City and the Rams, I say, are the front runners. Um, but there's still teams in the equation. You could still throw Minnesota in there. Mm-hmm. You can throw Green Bay in there unless Rodgers gets hurt. <laughs> as long as he's unhealthy, you can throw him in the mix. Mm. Uh, part, yeah, Philadelphia, I don't know. They're starting to get back they're, to full strength. They're getting back to full strength. Alshon we'll Jeffrey, yeah, once he's we'll, back. We'll see. We'll see, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, those are the ones that's leaping out of me. What, uh, anybody surprising you at all? I think Jacksonville can still make their run. Yeah. I think they'll, they've still got a lot to show, a lot to prove. Uh, are either of us sold on Miami's 3-0 no. start? No. no, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I, I feel like, you know, they're actually discussing this in the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. Are they a product of their schedule? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you see that every year. There's usually some team that starts off well, mm-hmm. but they played like three-week opponents start the year, mm-hmm. and you're just like, well, it's always nice to start off undefeated, but they can sustain it. No, I mean, it's the Patriots division. They might get a wild-card team, might mm-hmm. get sneak it. I mean, the Patriots are going to win the East. It's mm-hmm. more of a question of how far in the playoffs are they going to go. Right. I, I don't know. I'm not buying Miami. Mm-hmm. Um you would think this would be Pittsburgh's opportunity, but they're not making the most of it. I don't know what to do with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was my Super Bowl pick last mm-hmm. year, and had they not tripped over themselves against Jacksonville, they very well could they have been the Super Bowl pick. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I I don't know what their deal is. I think Le'Veon Bell's lot, little of his drama mm-hmm. might be having effect in there, um, and then some infighting going on there, and it's just I don't know. I <laughs> I want to believe that they can do it because there's talent there. Yeah, there is. That there's they can be successful, but you know you don't want to judge too early. But mm-hmm. you're getting into week four, shouldn't you have started to figure it out at this point? Uh, the Le'Veon thing, you've had three weeks plus to uh, move past that. You can't use that as an excuse anymore. Mike Tomlin's losing control of the locker okay. room. It's a villa locker room. And there's, like you talked about, there's talent on that roster. And in my opinion, there's way too much talent for them to be 1-1-1 one, one, and one with the tie to the Browns. Oh, it's, <laughs> how do you tie the Browns? No, I know. I mean, that's just, I mean, my, my rule is always I pick against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And they defi- and they almost defied me and gave me a reason I should have picked them. They have the same record <laughs> as Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, they're just, Pittsburgh's just, <sighs> I, I, I don't want to, you know, until they get that signature win. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not buying into it. And uh, like I said, there's potential there. They should be doing a lot better than they are. But uh, they need to get their act together. And <sighs> I wish that, I wish Le'Veon Bell would just figure it out. I do too. I mean, it's like, dude, if you're going to play, do it. Mm-hmm. If you're not, don't. Mm-hmm. You know, ask to be traded or something. Because 
it's just all you're doing is hurting the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I understand holding out. I mean, people do it all the time. You know, you hold out before the season, but you're midway through the season. And you're, you're not midway, but you're getting towards there. And you're still not going to play. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you doing, man? And so, I don't know. I wish you would just say, trade me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Either pay me or trade me at this point. And, uh, but he's not. So, there you go. Say they <laughs> do pay him. What's that locker room going to be like when he comes back? Are, are they going to accept him after all this? I mean, that's going to, that, for me, that's the big question. It's, it's almost, I think at first it'll be like a reluctable, a, reluct, a reluctant um, acceptance. Because it's like, okay, he is your teammate. He's back on the team, back on the roster. You know, let's, let's get it together. But I think it's going to need a big game out mm -hmm. of him to, like, be like, okay, now let's all come together. I mean, if he comes back and, you know, puts up, like, 70 yards or something in his mm -hmm. first time, which I don't see happening, well, let's say he has a rough game, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to make things even worse for him. If he comes back, he needs to, like, come out of the gate strong. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what did you hold out for? Mm -hmm. I mean, you just, you, you, you look not only selfish, but overrated at the mm -hmm. same time. So, uh, but yeah some wackiness in the NFL right is now. Is it possible to think about a Steelers team within the next few years without uh, Le'Veon, maybe Antonio Brown, who's kind of hinted at he doesn't want to be there, and Juju Smith-Schuster's emerging, and even <laughs> Roethlisberger. He's not getting younger. No. He's uh, mid-30s. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly, like 35, 36. He's been in the league like since yeah. 04. Yeah. yeah, so he's been there for a while. He... I want to say, is this the last hurrah for the Steelers? Mm -hmm. Might be. But I, that I, core is not going to last. No, no. It's like, three to four yeah, years. I mean, Roethlisberger's getting up there. He might, he's inching closer to retirement age. You have, you know, people aren't, you know, you got bells holding out. You have mm -hmm. the receivers aren't really happy. It's like they could blow up after this season, mm -hmm. you know. It's already in a way starting to. We'll see if it actually <laughs> happens. But, uh it could be an end of an era. And, you know, all eras come to an end. Yeah. But Pittsburgh's had a lengthy one. They've yeah. been good for quite a while now. And then they went through, but they were also good in the 70s. Once a bunch of titles, and then the 80s just completely hit a wall and fall off the map. And then they started to be good again in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe that's what it'll take. But uh, I'm not buying Pittsburgh right now. Ryan, let's go back to Cleveland. How possible is it that they have an above 500 record by the end of the week? They are coming off a win, 10 days rest. They're playing a winless Raiders team. I might be picking Cleveland here if I'm picking it. I don't know who, if I am. I'm not sure I'm ready to do that. But Well, well my rule is that I never pick Cleveland, mm -hmm. so I won't pick Cleveland. Okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Oakland. Yeah. Just because, you know, I've, I've always felt this way. I felt like John Gruden is a wildly overrated head coach. Mm -hmm. Like... I feel like he's all talk, and mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but he played a team in the Super Bowl he used to coach who kept mm -hmm. their same game plan, <laughs> and probably the most predictable offense out there, and it's like he won because he coached that team the previous year. So you're so, saying it's like Ty Lue having an NBA ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it's like, congrats, you were mm -hmm. there, you were part of you it. You have a ring, but you don't. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I mean, you were there, physically present, mm -hmm. but how much of that was actually you? And... And then his long deal and the a bunch of money. And what kind of guy goes into a team and says, you know, the best defensive player, I don't need you? No. <laughs> Who does that? Yeah, but he says that Mac didn't want to be there. That's his story. 
I don't buy it, but I don't that's buy what it he either. Says. It seems like you didn't want him mm-hmm. for reasons nobody understands. Mm-hmm. Now he's tearing it up for Chicago, and your defense looks awful. So I mean, I just—it's a bizarre strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. And uh, what wasn't Oakland a team on the rise? Oh yeah, weren't they supposed to be? Good. They were a playoff team last year. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't they supposed to be like, oh, that team that might take that extra step mm-hmm. that year and, you know, not the first round, get to the second, mm-hmm. maybe AFC title game, and they're winless. Yeah. So, yeah. Derek <laughs> Carter's not getting younger, and I don't think he's a problem. Amari no. Cooper sure hasn't lived up to what he was supposed to be this year. Uh, I don't know. You think back to Marshawn Lynch, I don't know if there is a pinpoint problem with them, but – I'm, I go back to their first drive of the season on Monday Night Football against the Rams, and they looked so good, and they were rocking that stadium, and it looked like everything that a Raiders fan could want. And since then, the season has been a huge, huge disappointment. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know either. And you know, sometimes you wonder if you know the new coaching regime, if that has an effect. Mm-hmm. You know changes affect people in different ways and maybe that's what the what the Raiders are going through who knows maybe they'll be better next year but uh, this is the year they're supposed to you know improve and they haven't they've actually taken a step backwards so I I I'm I can't believe what the Raiders are at I <laughs> I, I, I don't pick Cleveland on principle mm-hmm. but I have a feeling they're probably gonna win yeah. <laughs> um, which I the Browns are actually better than mm-hmm. I thought they'd be this year. Is Baker a legit NFL quarterback? Not buying it quite yet. Okay. Yeah, two, two little sample it's size. Like, I, I mean, it's like, let's see a little bit, you know. Yeah. Play someone other than the Jets. The Jets. For <laughs> yeah, let's let's see how he fares against a good team with mm-hmm. a good defense. Let's see how he does. If he does well, then maybe you can actually say that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, if he goes, wins again against Oakland, yeah. All right, you're getting, you know, but again, you're mm-hmm. Oakland. You, right. For me, if you're a rookie quarterback, you have to really have a signature moment, you know, not mm-hmm. like a 20-point comeback, but just like a really good performance against a good team to make me buy into you. And there's so much hype around Mayfield, and a lot of it sometimes is created by himself just because he's so, how do I say it, like, flamboyant mm-hmm. in his personality and like he knows he's good and he has no problem of saying he's good mm-hmm. and uh he just i don't know when he came into the draft like so people are like oh he's just gonna be great i don't know it's like when he came in his draft for the browns it's like there's these red lights going on with me saying this guy could very easily be a bust because mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't we drafted somebody like this before? Yeah, First round in 2014. Yeah, he's yeah kind of a now. cocky guy, <laughs> thinks he's all that, you know. Yeah, he's there's that guy, and then there's another guy, uh, played for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, people debated between him and Manning, and now mm-hmm. he's out of the league and became a criminal. So <laughs> it's like, you know, it's – I, I want to think he's going to do well, mm-hmm. but until he – has that moment, a win over a good team, a, you know, where he looks sharp. Not that, like, his defense bailed him out in the win or something like that, but, like, where he look, he has a really good game, mm-hmm. then I'll start to believe. But I think there's potential. Let I'm me ask you yet. this. Uh, what has a better chance of happening this weekend? The Raiders lose to Cleveland, or Clay Matthews gets another roughing the passer call? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I think... The Raiders losing to Cleveland 
Because mm-hmm. I think because he keeps getting these calls, Matthews is going to be a lot more cautious. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, just because he's getting them. Like, you know, people are already hesitant because they're calling it so strictly now. But as it keeps happening to him, mm-hmm. he's probably going to, like, you know, as soon as he's, like, within, like, a foot of the quarterback, he's just going to back off for a second. Or maybe slightly nudge him on his way by. But... I mean, because you don't want to take that killer instinct away mm-hmm. from a guy. But I think, like, at this point, he's, it's going to be in the back of his mind mm-hmm. that if he hits the quarterback, he's probably going to get flagged for it. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to lose a step. You know, I mean, I know you know people like to say, oh, athletes never lose that killer instinct. Well, when you've been flagged three games in a row for something, you're and it's going to be in the back of your mind. And you're in a blitz, and you have the quarterback right there, you know, dead to rights. And he just gets the pass off before you threw it. I mean, he's gonna like pull up and not hit him. Mm-hmm. You know, at least not with his force. And uh, although I love that video that's been going around, isn't that great? Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, there, well, there's two good ones. There's mm-hmm. the one where the guy is hitting the quarterback and they keep flagging him mm-hmm. for like the lights things. And then there's the other guy where he, I think it's his wife or his girlfriend, and he gently places her on the ground. <laughs> there's, I mean, but it's. I understand mm-hmm. you want to make football safer, mm-hmm. and that's important because with the CTE and the injuries, you know. But right you, now, who's it safer for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're. I mean, I understand that as a whole. That's what you want to do mm-hmm. because you want you don't want that to be the image of your league, mm-hmm. and it's getting to that point. But they're going so far, and if that hit not happened to Rogers. It would not be as strict as it is. Nope. You know, I hate to say it, Packers fans, but if Rodgers had not been the one who got nailed. <laughs> that happened to Josh McCown. If it, yeah, if it happened changed. to Derek Carr. If it happened to, I don't know, <laughs> was it like Deshaun Kaiser or Deshaun something like that? Kaiser, yeah. Yeah. You know, if that happened to him, mm-hmm. would like there be like this raft? No, it wouldn't be the case. And it happened the same thing. Remember when Brady was knocked out mm-hmm. with his knee injury? Oh, now, now you can't hit the quarterback low. Oh, now we're going to be strict and rough in the passer. And it's just like it's taken away from it. And it's they're making it hard to play defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like <sighs> – if I was a defender in the NFL, you'd be like, okay, what could I get flagged for on this play? <laughs> I mean, if I cover him too closely, mm-hmm. am I going to get flagged for interference? Mm-hmm. If I slightly nudge him as we're going for a pass, is that going to disrupt the play? Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I would not want to be a defender in no. the NFL at this point. If you're an offensive guy, I mean, you're on the top of the world. Right. But, <laughs> you know, but if you're a defender, no. We've got Ryan Stieg from the Mining Journal in studio with us today. We'll have more coming up on the other side of this break. This is the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Danner Hoops joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. Uh, We spent the first half of the show talking about the NFL, uh, some good, some bad, some surprises from it. Uh, Let's look at a little high school. Let's do a little preview coming up for tonight. And uh, we're kind of sandwiched by the coaches' show and get a little <laughs> perspective. But uh, plenty of good games going on in the area tonight. And I tell you what, this, uh, this week and next week, we're really going to learn a lot about the area teams. Probably more than we have all season, especially Ishpeming. They've got Gwyn tonight. They have, what, West Iron County tomorrow, another ranked team. Uh, those are the two unbeatens left in that division that they're playing. And we're really going to see you know, they can make the playoffs tonight with a win. 
Gwyn needs some kind of bounce back. They always get up for a game like that. Oh, always against Ishmael. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, Dion used to coach under Jeff Olson, so I know he gets up for the game because he wants to beat, uh, <laughs> you know, his former guy, mm-hmm. so I know he gets up for it. So, I mean, Gwyn's going to come out firing. They they get amped up to play Ishmael, so I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Um, but the injuries and Gwyn, I mean, people are telling me they got hit hard so badly mm-hmm. when they played Houghton last week, and it ended up being a blowout loss that just caught everybody off guard. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it had to do with the injuries, so I'm hoping that those guys will get back. I thought Gwyn was a playoff team, and I still think they can be, but they need to stay healthy. And then Ishmael is just... They're doing what Ishmael has yep. been doing for quite a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought they'd be good this year. They are. I I maybe didn't think they'd be about to be potentially 6-0 and and having a playoff berth already wrapped up at this point. They're just, they look so good, and they're fundamentally sound. That's what's, mm-hmm. I mean, the blocking is right there. I mean, I've seen, you know, coaches preach good blocking all the mm-hmm. time, but I've seen Ishming up close twice, and, like, they always hit the block at the perfect time where the guy is just about to get past it and find that burst of speed. It's It's... Jeff preaches fundamentals a lot, and uh, they do a lot of good work for it. They have a lot of speed. His, uh, as he called it, his four-headed monster in the backfield. <laughs> and all you got, you know, you got Gavin Sumber at quarterback. You got Mike Trout, Matt Trywick with uh, at the running back. You got Hunter Smith. I mean, you got there's so much back there, mm-hmm. and their defense is pretty solid too. So, um, they beat Westwood who is a lot of people's trendy pick to maybe win, you know, their division, go far in the playoffs. I think they have the potential to win out the regular yeah, season, do. very much so. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they can get that, there's there's two roadblocks basically left for them, and it's West Iron and Gwen. And if they can get past Gwen tonight, I very easily think they can get past West Iron. There's, there's so much potential. And I know some Hemantite fans are thinking, oh, is a state title qualifier. I, I'm not going that far, you know, because it's like I've seen their state championship teams and a lot of things fell into place for them. Not only they were they really good, but they clicked, and they're clicking now. But I'm waiting until the regular season mm-hmm. ends up because you got to stay healthy, and yeah, so. I don't want to buy <laughs> into a state championship team like I know some people are thinking. It's uh. I want to see how far they can go in the regular season. I think they can win out. Um, and just it depends on their draw. Ishmael's in D8. They used to be in D7. And that's where their titles came in D7. So it'll be interesting switching division how far they could go in the playoffs. So. Well, the thing is, they get it done in all three facets of the game. What? How many weeks has it been now they've had a touchdown on offense, defense, and special teams? Has it been two in a row now? I mean, it seems like, uh, what is it, Hunter Smith, that he has – some game-changing play every week. He's electric. Yeah, a lot of speed and catch the ball. He can run the ball well. I mean, he's he's got a lot of talent there, and I think he's kind of there. I mean, as much as they have that four-headed monster, he's like the big threat mm-hmm. of them just because of that speed and his agility and stuff like that. So it's they're going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a good game tonight. I hope it's a competitive game. Um, I always love to cover good games. That's the one I'm going to be at. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, when I get in the coach's chair in the morning, I really want to be able to talk mm-hmm. in depth and kind of hype up the game a little bit. So I'm hoping it's going to be a good one. And then you 
are at Westwood Hancock. Yes, that's I'm excited for that game. Hancock to me, they're two and three. They could easily be one and four. They could easily be five and zero. Oh. They have had four games decided by a total of seven points, and they've lost three of them. So they are a team that comes right down to the wire. Uh, they've had one game that wasn't decided by single digits. They blew out Bessemer in week two. Uh, so they're a team that is tricky. You have to stay home and stay disciplined on defense with them uh, because they can run pass plays out of their backfield, and they're going to blitz you about every time uh, you know that you snap the football. So for me, it's going to be interesting to see how Westwood comes back after a bye week, how well they can utilize their weapons, and how healthy that team is because they were banged up through the first four weeks of the year. I'm thinking it's going to be a really good game, though, over there tonight. Yeah, it's... I think it's potentially one of the best in the UP tonight, just simply because a lot of people are thinking Hancock is a playoff team. They still could get in. They got to <laughs> do a lot of work to get back in there just based on their record. But uh, a win tonight over Westwood would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm intrigued to see what Westwood's going to do simply because with a bye, you know, are they going to come out soft? Are they going to come out slow because – they didn't have anything to get amped up for the previous week. They don't like have like, oh, we lost. Now we got to redeem ourselves. Or hey, we're playing a rival. Let's get jacked up for it. This is your okay. <laughs> you know, you wonder what. I mean, not like throwing out effort, but you're just wondering if they're going to be a little shaky coming out. If they're going to, you know, things are going to be out of sync right away. So, I, I'm. I think Westwood's going to win tonight. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I'm more intrigued about the first half just to see how they come out of the gates i think that these are two teams that are both better than their record hancock like we talked about has been in plenty of close games haven't been able to pull out a few of them and then westwood their only two losses have come to a pair of five and oh teams and by a total of 10 points plus uh iron mountain is receiving votes they blew them out in week two 34 to 7 so i think neither of these teams is playing up to their full potential yet there's still room to grow for them, certainly. Uh, but whoever wins this ball game, it's going to be a big win. It's going to be a quality win. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm still believing in Westwood. I still think that you know there's so much talent there. Barring injuries, I think they can really go quite a ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they were good last year. They went made to the second round of the playoffs. I think there's a potential to go even further there. But the thing is, it just Health, you know, health can't be just talked, you know, it can't be over talked about because mm-hmm. it's like it can really do a damage to your team because the rosters are so slim up here. I mean, some teams are fielding 20 te- kids, some like even 18 kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you have kids who can step in, you're going to be hurting. If you have one of your stars go out, it's good, it could affect you for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, Delangelo, like you were telling me before the show, it looks like he's out. Pretty Unfortunately, much. not in the lineup tonight. It yeah. appears. Well, as I meant, like tonight he's mm-hmm. out. So, um, you know, it's. And I know Beckman's been having that nagging injury. I'm hoping he can overcome that. And uh, I know he's. I mean, kid's got a lot of heart, and he mm-hmm. gives it all. But you know, it <laughs> it clearly bothers him when he's out there. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, there's a bunch of other games going on as well. So, uh, How about Marquette as we go up to the big schools for a little bit? They have a chance to get in the driver's seat of the conference. They take on Kingsford. Both of those are the last unbeatens in conference play. Both of them are 1-0. and And it's such a short conference schedule. I mean, that's huge. You get that 2-0 and start, and I wouldn't say you've clinched it by any means, but bottom would have to fall out for you to not to. <laughs> I 
You know, I think Marquette is better than what their record I shows. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> they always start off bad because they always have to go play the Traverse City teams who are just, they're all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I have to talk to Dave LaHillier every year, and I talk to him, and he's just like, it's always a tough start to the year because you're playing two really good teams, and sometimes, and they're usually falling into the year 0-2, and, and then they have to bounce back to try to get that playoff spot. Looked great against the Sioux. That Escanaba game was a blast mm-hmm. to cover. I was there... A great ending. It was just, it was fun to write about. And the kids were amped, and there's a rivalry thing. And Marquette's got a wacky student section. I'll say it. They love to do their little antics, and mm-hmm. it's fun to be in their atmosphere. Um, but and then the Petoskey game, it was a winnable game. Mm-hmm. Just came a little short. Now they have an opportunity here against Kingsford, who, from what up people are telling me, they're down this year, which is a rarity because Kingsford is usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, not as dumb as Menominee is. Oof. <laughs> Menominee was like one of the more consistent UP teams, and they just fell off the map this year. So um, it's, it's interesting. You have some teams in the UP that are kind of like returning to power mm-hmm. in Ishming. You have some like traditional ones that are falling off, like Kingsford and Menominee. You have teams that are better maybe than the record are in Marquette. Um it's it's an interesting year of UP football. Let's let's just put it that way. I'd throw Nagani in there as a team oh, yeah. that's better than their record. I mean, they they could very easily be four and one. I would think. I mean, they played some tough teams and they played them well. Uh, they're just it's a growing process. Try to learn how to eke out those close games. They should have won week one over Iron Mountain. I was at that game. You know, Nagani was in control pretty much the majority of the game. Just gave up too many big plays, and that's what burned them. And I think. They're a better team than their record is as well, um, but they gotta they gotta come together in some way. I mean, now it's starting to get under the gun where you start you need to start getting wins to be able to get that playoff spot. And uh, I think they get it this week. Uh, not not a playoff spot, obviously, but you know I think they get a win. Um, they're playing Lance, <laughs> so um, which I rarely get to see Lance. <laughs> Maybe once a year, sometimes not at all. So. I'm intrigued to see what they really are because they've had some nice wins and haven't been that great. So it, that should also be an interesting game. We've got Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal in studio with us. We owe you another timeout. We'll take it now. We'll come back and we'll keep breaking it down for you here in the Sports Pen, ESPN UP. To the Sports Pen on ESPN UP. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. Now we broke down the NFL. We broke down high school. Let's go to college a little bit. Let's start local. Uh, Northern Michigan, in my opinion, pretty good outing last week for them, all things considered, going up against the best offensive team in Division II. Uh, they it, they don't see it get much easier. They see it get a little easier, but not much. Here, uh, coming up this weekend, road trip to take on Davenport. <laughs> it's, you know... It's hard to make of Northern because, you know, I looked at them in that Permian Basin game, and they looked really good. That running game was so sharp. And then it's like it was almost like a confidence hit because you played they played the best two teams, the GLIAC, back-to-back. <laughs> you know, they had that really rough game against Grand Valley. And then although they did play better against Ferris than they did against Grand Valley, it was still a loss because you're playing one of the best teams in the country. Now... Davenport, which went had one win last year, is now undefeated this year and statistically has the best defense in all of Division Two. 
Nobody saw that coming. No. <laughs> so they're going from teams that are have really great offenses to a team that has a meh offense and a very good defense. So it's 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 <laughs> they they're getting like a weird schedule here. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to face and uh I don't know. I think they're going to be good this week. I, I don't know if it's going to be a win, but I think NMU will play better. Um, I think they just, they're just they eager to get that get back on the winning track. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I quite buy Davenport yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of their wins was actually against a D3 team. I don't know if anybody notices that. <laughs> Notice that. So, um, granted, a good D3 team, but still a D3 team. And it's... Yeah, I'm not buying into them. Into, I would, I would not be surprised if enemy wins this game. Mm-hmm. I would have been surprised if they won last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this week, I wouldn't be surprised if they went. Yeah, they're playing an undefeated Davenport team and they're playing on the road. But there's that eagerness. They, they're frustrated with the last two games, and I think they're gonna play a lot better. I, uh, I still think this team has a whole nother level that they can get to this Very season, so. and unfortunately, just scheduled the way it's worked out has stunted that. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Kyle Nystrom is not going to make any excuses for his team. And, you know, he takes responsibility and ownership, what have you. But he's got them going in the right direction. I think there's a lot to like about this team and a lot of promise to them. And coming down the stretch here in the back end of the schedule, they could be a team that nobody wants to face. This is a team, and I've said it before to people, this isn't a bad team. Mm -mm. This isn't a team that, you know, you're like, geez, are they going to be down for like the next 10 years? No, this is a team that's getting better. You just you have to realize that this isn't something that gets fixed overnight. Mm-hmm. Nystrom inherited a mess, and he's trying to dig out of it. Last year, I think people knew it was going to be a bad year, and it was a bad year. But I think going into that, he knew what he was going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. He knew they're going to be better. He's even said they've looked better, but he knows it's a road, and you have to keep climbing. And uh I think this is a good chance for them to get back on the winning track. It's not going to be easy because they are facing a good defense. Mm-hmm. But if Mayon can get going and, you know, Giles can start to get into a groove, he's shown that he could. He yes. can scramble well. But, you know, it's it's the shakiness in there. You know, sometimes he makes questionable decisions, and I think the old line hasn't helped him <laughs> a lot of that because, you know, in the Grand Valley game, he was running for his life pretty mm-hmm. much the whole time. So... I think they could get a win this week, you know, but again, it's not going to be an easy test. And they have to win the turnover battle. Giles mm-hmm. isn't, you know, throwing the ball away, uh, but what was it, like three fumbles and two lost in the first half last week? I mean, you're just not going to win with uh, doing stuff like that. No, and then uh, a lot of missed opportunities. Um, you know, their kicking game has not been great. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just a little, if just a little improvement in these areas and they could actually really be building in something. You just, you're, you're on the cusp of seeing this is a team that's getting somewhere, you know, and it's going to be a while, you know, I think they're going to be better next year and it's, it's going to be a progression and they're already better. I like what I'm seeing as a progression, Mm -hmm. but realistically, they're not going <laughs> to this is not a playoff team. This is not a, you know, this is not, you, you wonder if they'll even get to 500 this year. But, you know, there's still moments where they're fun to watch. And that Permian Basin game was a blast. And I think if they can win on Dav- against Davenport on the road, 
it'll just be that boost and maybe help mm-hmm. them. I think <laughs> playing back-to-back really good teams can just do a number on your confidence because mm-hmm. um, people are already assuming you're going to lose. <laughs> and, you know, so it's, yeah, it, it, two bad losses will hurt you, but I think they're going to get back on track. You know, they are looking at some of these teams and they're, you know, they got to realize and look through the box scores and say that we're getting better. We're not a bad team where we are right now, but we're not at this level yet. We're not at the level of Grand Valley or Ferris. Uh, Davenport will see. Uh, some of these teams are still on their own peak, but they're not at the bottom. They're not in the cellar anymore. No. Um, this is a team that's making progress, and I think they can really make some noise. I think next year is the season where people are going to really start paying attention again. Um, I think that's a fi- they could be a 500-level team and uh, give it two more years, maybe three, this could be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. You just got to give Nystrom credit because when you're digging yourself out of a hole – it's going to take a while <laughs> and uh he's 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 climbing you know mm-hmm. he's not out of the hole but you know he he's gained ground he's rising out of the <laughs> if you will he's getting out of it but he's not completely out of it so well uh let's transition and do another Have fun with that Michigan image <laughs> another uh, NMU team that is making uh progress making strides uh men's hockey bar has been raised pretty heavily for them this year uh, Grant and the guys, fantastic year last year. 25 wins, uh, came up just short of an NCAA tournament berth. This year, they're not flying under the radar. The bar's been set, but they've got plenty of returning talent and certainly enough to make a deep run, get into the postseason. You know, they, uh, the teleconference was uh, earlier this week. It was on Monday. Uh, it's an annual where you talk to all the WCHA coaches, and people were talking that Northern is going to be good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, media around the country are talking Northern's going to be good this year. And I picked them to win the, I picked them to win the WCHA this mm-hmm. year. I think there's they've got so much coming back. It'd be one thing if they like lost a bunch, but almost everybody on that good team last year is back. Mm-hmm. They lost Payne, which hurts because he was a great scorer, and they lost some good leadership with Diamond Tony and Jordan Klimek, but... There's still good D there. There's still good offense there. They got arguably the best goaltender league. I mean, last year, you know, now that Michael Bitzer is gone from Bemidji, you know, they have pretty much the best goaltender league. Mm -hmm. So by all logic, this is a team that should make the NCAA tournament this year. Mm -hmm. This should be a team. In my opinion, they're either going to win the WCHA or they're going to finish second like they did last year. But they have enough body of work that they're going to get in the I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to need to get that at-large win the WCHA championship to get in like they were last year. I think there's a lot of potential they can make in it without that. They're they're fun. It's going to be a fun team. Conference coaches poll and media poll each have Minnesota State as being the conference champs. They each have a different Northern Michigan Wildcat winning player of the year. Uh, let me ask you, who's your pick between Loggins, Rockwell, maybe other? <laughs> Boy, you know... I had a feeling it was going to be between those two for player of the year. Mm-hmm. And I guess I feel like the media picked Loggins because they love the numbers, mm-hmm. whereas the coaches looked at Rockwood just because of his, I guess, all around his ability to make people better. Um, he led the nation in assists last year. He's just, he's not a scorer, <laughs> you know, 
I've even interviewed Rockwood. He loves to find openings and get everybody else the glory. He still created that great statement he gave me in that interview. He said, I was always taught to let the photograph to develop. So he'll wait and he'll wait until to find the perfect time. It can be like you'll watch him play and you'll be like, oh, there's the opening. Mm -hmm. Dude, shoot it. And then, like, he'll be whip the puck across the ice and Loggins will put it in. And, you know, it's just so bang, bang. It's Mm -hmm. uh. I can see where the split is because the media looks at offense with logins and the coaches tend to look to all around play. You could give it either way. I'm I thinking it's probably going to go to logins over Rockwood just mm-hmm. because people like goals mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what's going to put you in. Um, I was shocked that Rockwood wasn't an all wasn't an All American last year. Blue mm-hmm. isn't All of American and great for him because mm-hmm. he deserved it. Um, he's probably one of the better defensemen in the country. Um, just very offensive. He's an offensive defenseman, mm-hmm. which are not common these no. days. He's not a straight blue liner. He's, I joke with him sometimes because sometimes he'll be on the blue line playing defense and be like, no, I want the puck. <laughs> and he'll skate towards the net and score. You know, all other guys, like Klimek loved to play on the blue line and play defense. Mm-hmm. That was his thing, whereas Blue wants to shoot at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But Rockwood... He probably should have gotten all of American last year, and I'm sure he's that's going to motivate him this year. And uh, they're going to be fun. I Grant said in the teleconference, he said when because I asked him about if the community is re-energized, and he's noticed that. And he said he has noticed that. And he said I tell people all the time, I can't promise you come to the arena that we're going to win, but that you will be entertained, and they will find a way to entertain you. They're either going to entertain you with a win, they're going to entertain you with an awesome goal, or they're going to find a way to just do something where even if you they lose, you'll leave the arena and just be like, hey, I got something. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, before, you know, you'd look at some northern teams and some people go to the games and they leave and they'll be like, oh, this was, this was a waste, <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. But I... I Last year, with the year they had, I never had somebody leave the arena and be like, this was a waste of money. <laughs> this was like, I actually enjoyed myself. I mean, even like in the game that they lost to Bowling Green, um, game two of the playoff series, people would be like, this is a fun team to watch. Yeah, they didn't win, but they're fun. And they came back and they had that awesome overtime winner from Loggins last year. So uh, get excited. If you're an NMU hockey fan, you should be looking forward to the year. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be a step backward. They're, they're going to take a step because all the pieces are there. People give Minnesota, Minnesota State a lot of credit, and they deserve it because they're a consistent winner. But I think they always get the conference preseason thing just be on who they are mm-hmm. and not maybe because they're actually going to do it because they lost quite a bit last year. So. What I'm intrigued about Minnesota State is when Minnesota State comes up here. Minnesota State has Matias Islerson in that. He's probably going to be the starter. Played for Northern last year. And I'm going to hype it up as soon as it comes up, the Israelson versus Tolvanen battle, because that's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to see Adi Tolvanen play in net in person for the first time. I covered his brother for two years in Iowa when he played his junior hockey, and uh, I'm excited to see how it runs in the family here because Ale was a scorer. He could shoot the puck. I loved his uh, his slap shot from the right circle, and Adi turned into a goalie. I don't know how it happened, but good for them. You know, Hockey just runs in that family, so I'm excited to see how it all works out for them. Ranked 20th to start the season overall. Uh, let's look at a little more of the national stage. 
How about Frozen 4? How about our way-too-early Frozen 4 picks? Do you have anybody that you like? <sighs> the I, thing is, is, early in the year, it's hard to say Frozen 4 mm-hmm. because you're just you're basing it maybe on what you saw last right. year. Um, I think you can always throw Minnesota State in the mix just because of who they are. Sure. I think Northern's actually better than they are, but Minnesota, Minnesota's... <laughs> Minnesota State tends to bring it every year, so I wouldn't be surprised if they get there. Maybe I should ask you, who are the four best teams? Because the four best teams don't always make the Frozen Four. I would say Duluth, because they're the defending national champs. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say Michigan. I know Mel Pearson haters (laughs) aren't going to be happy with that, but they made the Frozen Four last year. He's got a good group coming in. Mm -hmm. I could see them making improvements. Um, Notre Dame. Okay. Can definitely throw them. People are high on Ohio State. Yeah. I'm not buying it I'm quite yet. Either. I thought they got in as a fluke as a Frozen mm-hmm. Four last year, so they'll have to prove something to me. Um, you look at the NCHC. North Dakota's in it every year. Yep. They're always they're that team that is always. Last year they didn't make the tournament, and that was like their first miss in like years. Neither did the Gophers. Yeah, yeah. People up there had no clue what to do. Yeah, I mean. Coming from a kid from Minneapolis, you're used to Minnesota playing well, and they've been very up and down. Mm-hmm. They've been, uh, they'll either be really good, and you're like, oh, Frozen Four, oh, national championship, or they're going to just completely underachieve and either barely get into the tournament or get bounced in the conference. <laughs> and you're just like, what happened there? So um, it's, I mean, there's some there. Denver's usually pretty good in the NCHC. Um, you look out east, the Boston schools are going to be yeah. good. Um, BU and BC. Um, Cornell's going to be good out in upstate New York in the ECAC. Those are the ones that are leaping out at me. Um, but you really don't know because there's usually a team that surprises you and plays better than expected. Um, a lot of people did not see Duluth winning a national championship no. last year. I know I didn't. Let alone get into the tournament. <laughs> yeah, they, they they were the last team in. Mm-hmm. They barely got into and then the, ran the table. And then ran the table because they got hot at the right time. So, you know, you just – it's becoming such a question mark going mm-hmm. in the tournament covering college hockey because, I mean, Providence was the last team in in 2015. Yeah. They won the national championship. And, you know – there's always, I mean, the last team in somehow manages to play better than the team is that it locked in for they quite a while. series like they do in the NHL. It's yeah. not always the best team that wins the NCAA title. It's the hottest. It's the hottest team. You um, you see it all the time. And uh, a lot of question marks, but uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be great in Marquette's. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the crowds will show up. You started to see that towards the end of the year. As the playoffs got closer, you'd see bigger crowds. You'd see more excitement. Uh, the game, the three-game series against Bowling Green, that was a fun atmosphere. The championship against Michigan Tech, I know how deflating that was because, by all logic, NMU should have beat Tech mm-hmm. in that game. Um, oh, sorry, Husky fans, if you're listening, but come on. <laughs> you know, uh, they should have won that game and uh, just got snaked at the wrong time. And uh, Tech's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, I... Ranked 18. Yeah, you know, they're there. I think people are taking into account that they made the tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked them to finish fourth. I think they're going to get a home ice in the first round. But, again, they lost quite a bit. And they're playing four goaltenders mm-hmm. this year, which I'm still trying to understand. 
I mean, teams of three. Why are you having four, Joe? That, <laughs> I mean, it's like you got four guys fighting for playoff time. Usually it's two with a guy who's just there, and mm-hmm. it's usually the underclassmen. Now you got four guys who are going to try to compete for one spot. It just, I don't know, I feel like he's creating a lot of extra drama for himself. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm excited. Fans should be excited. So I'm hoping that first first home game against Bemidji State, there's going to be a good atmosphere there. Um, so, um they start on the road against Michigan State, then mm-hmm. they go to St. Cloud. So, tough road to start, mm-hmm. but it should be good. should remind you that Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize, only to Jibway Casino in Barriga and Marquette. We owe you one more timeout. We'll take it now. We'll come back and finish this thing off. You're listening to the Sports Panel on ESPN-UP. Welcome back to the Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. Don't forget, Pigskin Payday is back. Pick the winner of each week's game to win. Play all season long for the $100,000 grand prize, only at Ojibwe Casino in Barriga and Marquette. Oh, we've been hitting a lot here in the last hour or so. Seems to fly by. How about a little uh, Division One NCAA football? We've got uh, plenty of good games going around the state this weekend. Uh, Michigan taking on Northwestern could be a lot of fun, especially after Michigan's dominant performance over Nebraska. And Central, I just get the feeling they're going to do something special against Michigan State. I do. You do? I do. Well, what's standing out to you makes you think that's going to happen? I, they get up for this game. They just seem to get up for it. I've seen the since I've come up here to Michigan, I've seen the passion, the hype for a lot of these teams, and I'm seeing that with Central Michigan. I'm seeing a team that is hungry for this win. I think Michigan State has, you know, they've done well this year, but they haven't blown me away, or I don't know if they've blown anybody away. I'm not sold on Brian Lewerke. I think this is a game that Central Michigan could surprise a lot of people. I I think there's a potential there. Um, I still think that State's going to take it, though. I think this, uh, the talent's there. I don't buy the Chris Ostrowski offense, mm-hmm. former uh, NMU head coach, now the OC at uh, Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just, I don't know. I, I, I understand them getting up for it, but I think the talent gap will eventually push Michigan State over it. Um, then you got Michigan Northwestern, mm-hmm. which Northwestern is that team that is there every year yep. and – just flummoxes people mm-hmm. like they, they upset somebody every year and then or they'll play you really tough and you'll have to gut out a win that you weren't expecting to have to no. and um i don't know it's after blowing out nebraska in fashion that still stuns me because i didn't i thought they'd beat nebraska but i didn't think they'd just run over no. them like they did so i wonder if this is going to be a step back game after hey look how great we looked now you got like that pesky wildcat team <laughs> right there it's like could this be an upset in making i don't know about that i think michigan wins but i think it's gonna be a lot closer than it was last week home field advantage for the ranked wildcats uh we you said nebraska we can just touch on them quick they're gonna start 0 four aren't they they're playing purdue this weekend and purdue's better than a lot of people give yeah. them credit for yeah i <laughs> the scott frost era is not starting well no. in lincoln um, I know a lot of people thought he'd be the savior, but I think he was actually inheriting a team that was in worse shape than people originally. Oh, for thought. sure. So for sure, it, it's going to be. He might have a bad year this year to get back on track, and maybe. I mean, he had to do that in Central too, you know, to build a national champion. And yes, they are a national champion. <laughs> <laughs> um, it took, uh, you know, it took some time. So 
you know, Nebraska might have to go through a bad year to get on track. But, yeah, I'm I'm feeling better about Michigan than I were I was after that Notre Dame mm-hmm. game. Um, State, I'm not still entirely sold. No. I'm like you. I'm not entirely sold on them. I mean, they have a game this week that they should win. So, again, we've talked about before, you beat a MAC team, woohoo! you yeah. should have done that. <laughs> you know, it's... You know, I want them to see another good game before mm-hmm. I see what, uh, what Michigan State's all about because that stumble in the desert against Arizona State shouldn't have happened, and uh, I think that took a lot of luster off of people. Bye week, week for Wisconsin after a big win at Iowa. Uh, how real are the Badgers? Maybe if they can run the table and win the Big Ten Championship, they clinched the Big Ten West with last week's win. Uh, so if they win the championship, what kind of bull are they looking at going 12-1? and one? Can they work their way back to the playoff? They'll need some help, but... (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I think they'll need to run the table, and they'll have to have some help, and Mm -hmm. they might have to have a signature win, like a blowout of a good team or something like that. I think it's just... When you lose to a team like BYU... Mm -hmm. That knocks you off, At and everybody, yeah, it knocks you off in people's minds. I mean, if they'd lost, I don't know, like Michigan or something like yeah. that, people'd be like, "Yeah, they're still in the equation. They'll need a little help." Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, okay, if you can't beat BYU, what makes you think you belong in the college football? The playoff? good news for them is that it was early in the year; they have time to recover, <laughs> similar to what Ohio State did just a couple of years back. Uh, Two-minute warning. Let's go to baseball real quick. Uh, Brewers, three games left, one game out. Are they going to do it? <sighs> yeah. Think I actually so? think they're due just because <laughs> just because they're playing the Tigers. <laughs> and uh, Chicago's got a very desperate and Chicago St. has Louis a desperate St. Louis team. And they need wins in the worst way. And they they St. Louis needs a sweep. Yes, and Absolutely. Uh, I don't think they're going to get it. No, but uh, I think the Brewers have a lot easier path to get through this weekend no, than the Cubs do. So uh, I think they do it, but. Uh, I know people are really high on the Brewers. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> you know, it's like I know I sound negative, but baseball's weird. Yes, it's so weird. <laughs> you know, you can you can look good in the regular season, and then if you get in that first game mm-hmm. and you have a bad night, your year's over. Mm-hmm. So if Milwaukee were to fall into the wild card or stay in the wild card, not get the division, you know. One bad game, and it's over. And people aren't going to remember, look how good we looked. They're going to remember, you lost in the playoffs. So, I don't know. Yelich is fun to watch. And I think it's still going to come down to the wire with him and Baez. Um, I think he's got it. You think he's got oh, it yeah. in the bag? I, I don't know in the bag, but I think it's going to be him. <laughs> oh, you think so? Okay. Well, anyway, we're out of time. Ryan, as always, thanks so much for stopping in. Look forward to the coaches' show tomorrow. All right, sounds good. All right, that's Ryan Steeg of the Mining Journal. That's it for us. We send you back to the coaches' show. Hear your favorite coaches talk about their Friday night kickoff. Signing off from ESPN Studio, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette. I'm Tanner Hoops.